What's going on? It's the U.S. Open, my favorite tournament of the year. I might say that about seven tournaments this year. I don't give a shit. I can say whatever I want. Is it my favorite tournament because I've, like, slayed multiple GPPs at the U.S. Open? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Is it my favorite tournament because I love Carnage? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Is it my favorite tournament because the donkey dicks get punished more than any other tournament all year? Yeah. Yeah, it is. You can see the big guy loves the U.S. Open. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a PGA DFS content creator who's been playing DFS for a very long time at a pretty successful level, and I'm here to help you get a little bit better at it. This show is more about prepping you to get in good contests, talking about some initial pricing, start getting those juices flowing. Most importantly, let's talk about the course and what the fuck is going on with it, okay? If you find you like the cut of my jib, well, hang around for about the next 25 minutes while I tell you everything I know to get you ready for this week. And if you really like the cut of my jib, come check it out. The big guy's going to be going hard all week. Of course, you're watching the course preview show now. You can see up there on Saturday. Tomorrow, I'm doing my Smart People Talks Golf with my dude, Alex Blickle. I'm telling you, we had a great conversation. All things U.S. Open and just golf in general. Look at that guy. If that guy doesn't look like a dude that knows what the fuck he's talking about at golf, then you don't know what those people look like, all right? And then, of course, be here Wednesday for the live stream. I'm giving away an absurd $1,500. So be there. Be part of it. You get to build tickets with me. Not only am I giving you my money, I'm giving you my time, okay? And the Showdown Hoedown, kind of the flagship of my station, bruh. Because if you don't know, PGA Showdown is the biggest edge out there. Be there live for round two round three, and round four, all right? Do it. Let's talk about the course. We always going to start with the course. If you don't know, this is the U.S. Open, new guy. They rotate courses, right? This ain't the Masters where they just play the same course every year, okay? It is on a rotation. And this year, they are playing the Los Angeles Country Club, which if you're not particularly smart, that is in Southern California, shockingly in Los Angeles, okay? It is one of the three great courses built there by, what was it, Thomas or something? I don't know my course architecture, okay? I, I know my fucking lane. And it's, it's, it's honestly just, I've been watching flyovers. I've been doing my research on the course. It's got to be one of the prettiest damn courses I've ever seen. The fact that it just sets basically right in, you know, like the, the, the western part of LA, right? Over there by Bel Air and, and the Hollywood Hills and everything. It's, it's awesome, okay? So let's talk about this course, everything you're going to need to know. First of all, what do we always think of when we think of the U.S. Open? We think of firm, fast, Tight fairways, thick, rough, just carnage, right? And I think that this, and, and basically only a handful of guys can basically win at courses like that, right? Like at a typical U.S. Open, to be honest, there's only about 15 guys that can legitimately win at those types of uh, 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 courses year in, year out. I think at Shinnecock Hills and stuff like that, I was there. And I was like, there's like, no, there's like five guys that can win at this course, right? But Los Angeles Country Club isn't like our typical uh, uh, U.S. Open venues, right? This is not a course that gets rotated in. It might actually be the first time they've played there. It's not on the normal rotation, right? It is uh, it, it is a course that I really think that a lot of people can compete at, right? I think that there's legit probably, prob I'm not kidding, I think 40 people that can win at this tournament, which is insane for a U.S. Open. I think that is a course that is going to reward creativity. I think that it is a course that you don't have to be a bomber off of, which if we've seen over the past four or five years, if, you're, if you don't hit it long and straight at the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open, you have no fucking chance, okay? But I think this course, yes, there are some long, difficult holes, but there's also a lot of creativity. And these fairways being so wide and the fairway rough not being as punitive as we normally see, I think that positioning yourself in the fairway, giving yourself angles on second shots, I truly think this is going to be a second shot golf course. And when you bring that into play, well, now we can finally just get away from saying, well, who's going to win? Scotty, Rom, Victor, or Brooks, right? Because all those guys hit it long and straight off the tee. Well, there's Rory too, but he's a fucking loser. Uh, so 
I think that a lot of guys come into play at this at this course in particular, and I think it's going to make for a fascinating U.S. Open. Uh, uh, so much more fun and so much more creative when we're making our DraftKings lineups because I think that uh, th those guys are in play and we can actually, in good conscience, fade these tee to green monsters like Scheffler and Rom because I think there's other guys much cheaper that are going to be just as viable. All right, a little bit about the course. As you can see, I, I, the word you're gonna, the word of the week. I've already heard it 500 times. Barrancas. I can't even spell it. Normally, you got to be able to spell a word to have it. I can't fucking spell it, okay? And here you go. What is a barranca? It's kind of like this native grassy sandy area here, right? And, you know, you're like, oh, so it's just like a bunker. No, Bob. No, it's basically like a water hazard. Uh, 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 I mean, it's not going to play as a hazard, right? But if you hit it in there, you're basically taking probably a half a stroke penalty, right? You are not getting up and down. It is not your nice uh, 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 manicured uh, bunkers that you're going to have greenside, right? So if you land in the barranca at any time, you basically are just trying to punch out okay so and that runs all throughout the course it's just part of the natural topography of the course and it's very cool all right that's number one. You're going to hear that word a lot. Number the, the second big thing that you're going to take away is a lot of these fairways are just massive, right? I think we can kind of see the end of the fairway here on uh, the par four. What, I don't even know what hole this is. Uh, maybe the second. And you can just see, like, some at some points, we're talking 75 to 80 yards wide, and the fairway rough, rough isn't particularly rough. Uh, uh, so you're probably thinking, oh, it's a bomb and gouge course. I don't think so, Bob. I don't, think, I, don't, I don't know that always just hitting it down there as far as you can and then just trying to stick it on the green is going to be the play because these greens are complex. They're going to be fast and firm, which is no surprise at a U.S. Open. But they are also they have they have they're like basically four greens and ones. They, uh, they 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 have different compartments within them. They are undulating, and you need to be on the right side of the hole to have any chance at scoring. If you get above the hole on these, you're going to be tapping that putt and praying it doesn't run by 15 feet. Okay, and you know the USGA is going to keep the stint meter at probably 13 plus all week long. And you know on Saturday and Sunday they're just going to let this course get out of control. They'll they'll sprinkle some water on it. But uh, uh, on Thursday and Friday, but you can forget about that on the weekends, right? Lots of huge greenside bunkers, and they've got this really cool, you know, like the grass goes all the way down, and it's got like that, you know, they're trying to make the course look old, like it did back in the day. They did a remodel in 2009, but they tried to keep that old look. They didn't want it to look like a new modern course, because this course is damn near 100 years old. Hell, it might actually be 100 years old. And so you've got these huge uh, green complexes with these huge bunkering systems around them. So, uh, you know, and at the U.S. Open, if you don't know, the best thing about the U.S. Open is you typically have to be good at all four, to, all four parts of the game, right? And I think scrambling your balls off this week is going to be important, right? I, I, the winning score, in my opinion, will probably be somewhere between minus, uh, I would guess, minus four to minus six. I think it's going to be a real struggle bus on the weekend, and uh, I think that I want guys that'll just that'll just grind for me, right? There's so many holes on this course that par is going to be a great score, right? So, as always, uh, uh, all the parts of the game matter, right? But I will say this. I think off the team matters less this year than it has in years past, and I really want guys who are, uh, who are creative. I don't want trackman golfers. If you don't know what a trackman golfer is, that's basically I hit it to this point, and then I hit it to this point. Just give me the yardage. It's not about shaping your shots. It's not about thinking how you want the ball to come in. It's not about flighting your ball. It's just simply I hit the ball this far, it lands here, right? I don't want trackman golfers this week. I want creative golfers. If you don't know who some creative golfers are, think of Cam Smith, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas. Those guys are creative type golfers. And I think that guys like this, even though, you know, like they may get in a little bit of trouble off the tee sometimes, they're a little wonky. Uh, Sahitagala, another one that is pretty creative. That I think this course fits guys like that. And the best thing is, guys don't really have much course history here, right? A couple of these guys played this in college. Uh, what was it? 2017, 2018, Morikawa, Scheffler. They played there in a match play, but fuck that. It's a different course since then. 
I can literally only find the scorecard on Wikipedia, so yes, we're going to look at Wikipedia for the scorecard. As you can see, it is a par 70, but 7,400 yards, so that's very long, right? That's a very long par 70, right? But a, 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 lot, of that, a, a lot of that distance is baked into, well, one of the par 3s is legit 290 yards, so that's basically another par 4, right? Um, uh, 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 we, got, we have a 590-yard uh, par 5, a 537, and a uh, 623, which is basically a 3-shotter, right? Right. So, uh, uh, you know, that 623, I basically just think of as another very small par three. Right. You're not going to get there in two. It's going to be a lot like uh, what was that at, at, at Oak Hill? I believe it was. Was it 11 or something like that? You were never getting there in two. So it basically just becomes like a little 80 yard wedge shot. Uh, but the other two, you can't get there. The par threes, we only have, uh, or we have five of them, right? 228, 284. Are you fucking kidding me? 290? What the hell is this course? And then 124, and uh, where did I skip? Oh, 171. So five par threes. So this par, par three this week is going to be quite a bit more important than it normally is, right? Also, the best thing I can tell you about the course is look at the difference in lengths of these courses. Just the par threes. We have a 124 one all the way up to a 290, right? What the hell? And another one at 284, right? Where I'm from, we call them par fours, all right? So incredible uh, uh, different uh, holes. And then there's the seventh, which are the sixth, which I think is one of the coolest looking holes I've ever seen in my life. It is a little short par four, and it's one of those risk rewards where you can try to drive it, but I'm telling you, you can get in some trouble on that hole, Bob. And then we also have our standard 500-yard par fours we have 420s so you're gonna have to be hitting every club in your bag you're gonna have to be dialed in you're, you're gonna have to be scrambling your balls off this is a course where you need to be in position off of the tee not bomb it the fuck out there in position understand angles understand the course you need to be able to navigate a difficult course and you need to be creative with your second shots that's the narrative i'm running with if i could take a guy who has an excellent short game or a creative player uh with approach uh, or a, a, a masher off the tee give me those first two fuck the masher off the tee this week. That's going to be my narrative. All right. I'm not, uh, look, we don't know. We're all projecting, but this is how I'm reading the course and the, and the things I'm going to be looking at. Uh, over here, I'm going to tell you some stats that I'm going to be looking at. Of course, I'm always going to be looking at recent ball striking. Guys who've been ball striking it recently are always uh, guys you want to be playing well, right? Because if you're hitting it well off the tee and on approach, that really is going to keep how much you have to scramble down. Of course, I'm going to look at around the green in difficult conditions because you know the conditions around here are going to be difficult. Also, I'm going to be looking at bent grass putting because these are the very rare instance we get bent grass greens in the great state of California, right? Which is not a great state, by the way. Sorry, California people. It's not. Uh, so those. Th th uh, uh, furthermore, from there, I'm also going to be looking at a a a a a a. Good drives, right? Because I don't really care about driving distance, but I need you to be in the fairway where you are comfortable finding greens and regulation. So good drives is going to be something I'm looking at. I'm also going to be looking at guys at long proximity. I think you're going to be 175 plus all day long. 175 to 200, 200 plus all day. Okay, Those are super, super important uh, 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 factors to me. And then one more I'm going to look at that I've never actually done before, and this could be a little misleading, but here's what I think. I think this course actually... It, 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 there's a lot of gettable holes. I'd say there's six to seven birdie holes, but where this course is going to really come up and bite you in the ass, it's going to be the double and triple bogeys. There are some ugly, ugly, ugly numbers on this course, right? And so what I want is I always think of a guy like like Shane Lowry, right? He's so good at bogey avoidance. When you go look at bogey avoidance, Shane Lowry almost always pops up, right? Especially on difficult courses. 
But you know what I found out about old Sugar Shane Lowry? That motherfucker gets more double and triple bogeys than anything I know. So I'm really going to be looking for guys who avoid big numbers. I'm going to look for double bogey avoidance, right? That's a very important one to me. Uh, and Because I think that avoiding those big numbers, go ahead and get your four bogeys around. I think that's going to be okay. Just try to get three or four birdies to go with it. Don't put any you know, sixes on the card. Don't put any sevens on the card. And I really think you can survive this course, okay? The one thing I will tell you is early projections look like it's going to be very moderate. This is not a very windy part of the country, so I don't think you're going to see tons of wind. Uh, it is going to be in the mid-70s almost the whole time, so perfect conditions. I don't think you're going to get a super baked-out course, especially Thursday and Friday, as they'll want to keep it playable. They might let it get out of control on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and I, I think that the weather is going to be pretty fair, and that's really not going to play much of a, 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 an edge this week for uh, the, or for yeah, this coming up week for the U.S. Open, right? That's where I'm at. It's still very early. Shit can change. There hasn't been a ton of rain, which only makes me think that if they don't water the shit out of this course, it is going to get a real firm and a real, real fast. Hey, you know what you need to do? If all if you want more help with all this, just come check out my site, dgen75.com, the fastest growing community in PGA DFS. Uh, we have the best community out there. Uh, you get direct access to not only me, but my my band of uh, badasses over there, which there's a lot of us. And uh, you get the best tool in all of PGS called the Rosetta Stone, which has everything you need to know to make good, informed player pools. Right? I'm telling you, man. Come check it out. If you're one of those guys like, I don't do no DFS sites. Okay. I get it, old guy. So here's what I'm going to do. You sign up for my newsletter right here, which is in the description. All right? You sign up for it. I will give you a free week all the way through the U.S. Open. You get everything on my website for one week free if you sign up for my newsletter. Just simply send the editor, which is on Twitter. He's at the DGEN editor, uh, a DM, just showing him that you signed up, or uh, email him if you're an old, right, which I am too, just uh, 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 the DGEN editor at gmail.com, right? DGEN editor, the DGEN editor at gmail.com. We will get you a free week on the site. No strings attached, no money. You don't have to give a fucking credit card. There's nothing weird about the newsletter. It's just a way for me to get my information out to you olds. Uh, which, by the way, don't take olds as an insult. I'm an old too, all right? Let's talk about contest selection. Here you go, new guy. What you want to know about contest selection is, oh, man, hey, it's the U.S. Open. I'm going to go try to win me a million bucks. Okay, that's what you do. You come and you play DraftKings four times a year. I get it. I get it. Maybe five times a year. You're a spicy guy that also likes the players. All right, what the fuck ever. Don't play in this. All right, if you want to play in this, I'll make you a deal. You max enter, I'll leave you alone. If not, just know you're lighting your money on fire, right? You could you could have the lineup of a lifetime, and you're going to get like a 1000 bucks. You'll be like, I'll buy a 1000 bucks and be incredible. Well, if you had that same lineup in a $33, single entry, you'd probably win 25000 bucks. okay? So what I'm trying to tell you is get in contests where if you do hit a really, really good lineup or a nuts lineup, you'll actually get paid because you ain't going to get paid in this, Bob. So I'm telling you, don't play in that, especially if you're on a bankroll or you get tired of always like, I never win at the draft kings. Well, that's the first place you're blowing your money in your piece of shit contests. The 33-33, I would only play in this uh, if, if, if I had a, uh, uh, a satellite, right? I mean, look, uh, second place is only 20% of first, and 10th place is only 150 at the first. Polly, tell him. That means get the fuck out of here. All right, from there, you do start to get into some good contests. The 888, which is out of the price range of most of you. See how it's 200000 to first out of 800000 I don't like a quarter to first. So go check out the big $5. If you want to spam 150 lineups this week, this is a great one to do it, right? Only 16%, well, 17% goes to first place, and then half of second to first, and 10th place is 150th. Goes down pretty quick, but here's what I'll warn you. Beating 142,000 people, what do we say, guy to my side? It's fucking hard, all right? You're not going to do it. So maybe instead of spamming that, really condense your player pool down and play in some smaller field shit, right? Play in some stuff where there's never more than just try like 5,000 people, okay? And this is a hard week to do it because all everything's juiced, right? 
Try playing in contests where you can max in it, right? A single entry, like the $200 single entry. A twenty, a $3.20 max is a good one. But once again, with the $3.20 max, as good as the structure of this tournament is, you still got to beat 59,000 people, which a wise man, a great mathematician once said. I think it was... I think it was Einstein said that's hard to do. I'm pretty sure it was Einstein. Uh, let's see. From there, of course, your $100 single entry. My baby, the $10.18 max. You cannot go wrong with this. You're playing $180 next week. Just playing this one. Great structure, great format, and you can max in it for $180. You cannot go wrong with that. I always love the $12 single entry, the $5 single entries, the $33 single entries, but I'm telling you, man, get down here where the price pools get smaller. But I want to win more money, dude. Look, look, here's a perfect example. The $5 single entry, less than 5000 entry. You win $2,000. If you turn five bucks into 2000 your ass will be out in the streets dancing naked. So don't act like this is below you. And I would be remiss if I didn't tell you, there's only two weeks left to get these Fantasy Golf World Championship tickets. The best advice I could ever give you, don't do it. Don't do it, man. I'm telling you, you'll blow so much money chasing these. But if you really want to get these, and yes, I chase them like a fucking moron, all right? I get it. I get it. But I, I win a lot of money, so I can afford to chase them, right? But the, I'm, there's a, a bunch of tickets up uh, at all kinds, from $5 to $10 to $27 to $33, all the way up to the 2020. Plenty of different ways to chase that Fantasy Golf World Championship ticket, okay? So, uh, th that's the contest selection. Also, my contest will be going live soon. It will be in the description of this video. Hopefully, my host gets it to me soon, and you guys can uh, uh, hop in that. Uh, make sure to help me fill it up. The one this week, we were five short of filling. Feel like a dumbass. And I might even have a showdown one coming. Rawr, 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 rawr. All right, the next thing, make sure in the description of this video, in a comment right now, this will get you in the drawing. I'm giving away $1,500. I am not a poor. All right, and what you, why, how am I, how do you get in the drawings to win these? Well, first of all, be there Wednesday for the live stream. I will be doing some drawings directly from the chat, but I will also be doing some from YouTube. Simply leave a comment on this video. Like, subscribe, leave this comment. Uh, uh, tell me who you think is going to win the U.S. Open. Pretty fucking simple, right? Who you think is going to win. That's all I want to know, all right? And that we're going to be giving away an 888 ticket and 30 $25 Millionaire Maker tickets. Not only are you going to get those tickets, you get to build them with me. And if you don't know, I'm not a fucking moron, and we might ship it, okay? So I would love to PayPal you a half a million bucks. So once again, you can like and retweet over on Twitter. That's one way to get in. You can leave comments on YouTube, or you can be there Wednesday. Or if you're being smart and you really want to win, do all three, you son of a biscuit-eating bulldog. And don't forget to like and subscribe here. Me and the editor, just two independent fucks. We need all of your help uh, because, you know what, YouTube ain't going to share my shit. So if you'd like, subscribe and tell a friend. It'd mean a lot to me. I appreciate every one of you motherfuckers. We keep growing every day, and I don't know why. All right, uh, last thing. Let's talk price reactions. All right, here you go. First of all, uh, this is you got to remember. Anytime it's major pricing, DraftKings runs a business, and their business is all the plebs are coming in and playing for the four majors. So we've got to make pricing a little bit easier because the plebs are like, "What the hell?" Or they're going to go down here and they'll be like, "What the hell is a is a is a a a a a a, 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 a Joel." Dedominman? Is, is that the killer? Is that the guy that ate people up there in Milwaukee? No, that's Dahmer. This is Dahmer. Okay? It's actually Damon, right? And so, like, they can't, like, they don't want people to have to play those guys. So they price everybody a little bit easier, right? So you're going to see softer pricing. But I will give DraftKings credit. The, the top three guys, I think they priced them very appropriately, right? Scheffler, Rom, K. 
Kepka at 11 4 are all very fair, right? You basically can't play two of these guys together, right? It only leaves you 7,000 per player after that. Do you really want to punt three times at the U.S. Open? A punt is when you take a risky play. You don't want three of those guys in your lineup. So they're basically saying, if you're taking one of these three, that's all you're getting, Bob. So I love that they did that. Very, very tight pricing. And then Cantlay and Hovland, I actually think Hovland should probably be the fourth most expensive guy, right? I think he should be more like 10-5. So I think you're actually getting a discount for how good of a fit he is and how well he is playing, right? Uh, Cantlay at 10-3, um, uh, you know, that's about where he should be. I can't believe Rory is 9,900, right? I, I mean, I think he's a fucking loser. I'm not going to play him, but Jesus, I'm telling you, 9,900 is a magical number because people are like, oh shit, that's four digits and not five digits. I got to play him. Where if he was just 10,000, people would be like, nope, can't play him, but $100. It's a psychological thing that all the, all the donkeys do. So I think Rory is going to be popular just because of that price tag. Um, and then the, the pricing starts falling off real fast. I mean, real fast. Xander at 96. I think people are going to feel really good getting Xander in as their second guy. Uh, Max Homa, this, you know, he's a California guy. He wins all the time in California. He's good at long, hard courses. Uh, and I, don't, I still don't think he'll be popular at 9,400. Morikawa, a.k.a. Mora Flower. Uh, he is, uh, you know, he's got the back spasms. We don't know where he's at. And the whole middle ground, um, he's overrated as fuck. There's that also. Uh, give me, give me all the Jordan Spieth at 9,200. Seems like a very fair price on a course where you need to be creative. Matthew Fitzpatrick, your defending champion at 9,100. That seems like a really good value. And then Cam Smith at 9,000. That just seems like a criminal mispricing. Do we forget that Cam Smith is still a badass? What? Because he goes and plays on live. We don't think that the guy's a killer anymore. A course where you need to be creative. I cannot believe he's not 9,700. At least 97. If he was 10,000, I wouldn't even be offended. We're going to get him at 9,000. And here's the crazy thing. I don't even fucking think he'll be popular at 9,000. Uh, Arrow Hatton uh, in the 8Ks, Finau in the 8Ks. People are going to feel so good making that the second, maybe even the third guy in their lineup. That's just a warm, fuzzy blanket, those guys, right? Uh, they're everything you want. Justin Thomas is the guy broken because I cannot believe his price keeps dropping and no one wants to play him. I will say this in Justin Thomas's defense. I never play him. But if I'm ever going to play him, I would play him this week because I don't think anybody's going to play him. And, and. I think that his creativity, he is a creative player, and I think that he is a guy that could do well. Whereas a guy like Hideki is basically just a track man golfer. That doesn't mean he can't do well here, but I'm running with a narrative as I want creative players, and I don't want track man golfers like Decky. Although Decky has been playing well. Let's not get it twisted. Then you get, uh, you know, Shane Lowry's price pretty fairly. M, uh, Dustin, I just don't think anybody's going to want to play uh, uh, Dustin or Burns or Day at those prices. Cam Young, I fucking think that guy's broken. I think he's broken. I, I got him in my lineups right now, and he's he's losing me more tickets. Uh, no one, you know, I think Fleetwood is just going to be mega chalk at 7,900. When Tommy Fleetwood is the third or fourth guy in your lineup at a grinder-ass U.S. Open course, uh, people are going to eat that up. Tommy Fleetwood will probably be the most popular guy in the 7Ks would be my guess. No one's playing Tom Kim. I think Corey Connors... I think this is, you know, he's a track man golfer, but I think people are going to see, oh, I want to play him. He did well at the PGA Championship. And there is a correlation between guys who do well at the PGA Championship carrying it over to the U.S. Open. Because let's not get it twisted. The PGA Championship is basically just the U.S. Open, like, light version, right? Uh, let's see. Justin Rose. I mean, this is just a great range right here. Neiman, Rose, Bryson, Bradley, Tigala. I mean, my God. Ricky Fowler at 7,500. Wyndham Clark at 7,500. Adam Scott at 7,500. This is going to be the... I mean, if this is the fourth... People are going to be jamming these guys in as the fourth, fifth guy in their lineups, and they're going to be feeling good as fuck. So I have to imagine that Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, all those guys are going to come in at least... 13 to 15%, right? Never forget to play a killer like Patrick Reed. Never mind him. And then for what? Why the fuck? 
Taylor, okay, Taylor Montgomery, uh, 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 Alex Noren are a hundred dollars cheaper than Ricky Fowler, Wyndham Clark, and Adam Scott and Patrick Reed. What world are we living in? Okay, that those two, uh, if they're two percent owned, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll do a hundred push-ups because there's not a chance anybody's playing those donkey dicks. Uh, who else is out of out of line here? Siwoo at 73, Mito at 73. Those that seems very fair for those guys. I think Denny McCarthy. I think I think there's going to be some weird Denny McCarthy steam this week. Um, so there you go. I, you know, good luck with that. Uh, from there, uh, people love Ryan Fox at uh, majors. You got to consider him. Uh, all right, who's oh Sergio's back? Oh Sergio and Phil both at seven thousand. I don't know. I think I'd rather play some young upstarts than those freaking old dudes. Get your walkers out of here. Uh, anybody else? Brian Harmon at 6,900. Nice. He's going to be popular. I'm just telling you, people love Brian Harmon. I actually think he's kind of a good fit for this course. Like, I don't mind Brian Harmon at 6,900. Uh, anybody else? Uh, Moronk, 6,700. People really like to play that guy, right? He's 8,700. Everybody played his dumb ass this week. He missed the cut. Morons. Uh, let's see. Who else do we got here? Uh, man, this goes downhill fast. I, okay, we're at 6,600, and you literally couldn't pay me money to play these slap dicks. All right, Dylan Wu is a real golfer at 6,400. I think, I think, because people are going to need that punt option, I have to imagine Dylan Wu is going to be that guy down here that's like 8 or 10%. Okay. I, I got a soft spot for Brent Grant, but Jesus, I don't know. I don't know at the U.S. Open, right? I don't. He's kind of a track man golfer, so to speak. Wow. 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 This goes downhill fast. Okay. So basically, once you get below 6,600, I think almost everybody outside of Dylan Wu, maybe Neenbar, because he's a what? He's a, 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 a Wilco. First of all, what a great name. Uh, I think he's going to be, uh, I, I, I don't think he'll be popular, but I think he's a legit play. He is a guy on the DP World Tour that does have a pulse, right? But Jesus, who's trying to pay 6500 for Stuart Sink? What are we doing? Hey, this Katsugora guy, I remember him. He's He's got a pulse, right? I, oh, wait, maybe I'm confused. No, I think that's him. Uh, when, when I'm not even sure about you and I do this for a living, not good, Bob. Mackenzie Hughes, good at weird courses for some reason. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Moronk's going to be the most popular guy down here. Putnam, I think Putnam will get a little bit. Long story short, I'll tell you what. Y you need to make your stands up top. I think there's a very legit possibility that you fade those top four. I think that this course, look, I think Scotty Scheffler's a killer. I, I, matter of fact, of course, he's probably the favorite to win. That's why, because he's the best golfer on earth, right? But this is a week that, like, I think you could legit start with, like, Jordan Spieth as the first guy in your lineup or Xander Schauffele. And I think that there's enough win equity there that you can get away with it. I, I think that this is a course that everybody plays. If this was a traditional U.S. Open, I would tell you, you almost certainly have to start with either Scheffler, Rom, Kepka, or Hovland because their win equity is just so fucking high compared to everybody else. You're a moron if you don't. But my opinion, and once again, I'm guessing and projecting, like, every other asshole is i think that this course is legit open to about 30 different 30 to 40 different guys being able to win this and we hardly ever say that about us open is that going to reflect my DraftKings builds you sure shit better believe it is i'm not going to get locked into that i've got to play only guys that hit it long and straight you could land a fucking jumbo jet on these fairways so i'm not buying it okay don't forget guys come check out be here the big guy's gonna be live don't forget noon on sunday i'm dropping my pod you're gonna like it we talked about everything be there don't forget the website and you get a free week on my website. Simply sign up for my newsletter. It starts coming out this Tuesday. I appreciate all you guys for being here, watching the show. Come check me out. If you get, if you, if you get tired of me, I get it. But just suffer for one more week. It's our biggest week of the year. Enjoy this outro, mother father. <laughs>